Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Wednesday, January 6th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, who is affectionately known as Coach. And Coach, you're looking better today. You're feeling better. This is exciting because we got 11 games slate, so we need you at your best. Man, I, I'll tell you what, I like I said yesterday, and I'll just repeat it. I mean, you take things for granted, and you know, feeling strong, feeling well is certainly one of them. But uh, man, I am feeling you know much stronger today, and hopefully it gets better each day. And I'm excited for this slate. I've been looking at it since yesterday. Uh, you know, lots of interesting scenarios here. So can't wait to break it all down with you. Absolutely. And we are going to zoom through it because it's an 11-game slate. We're getting started a little bit later than usual today. We're starting to work on setting up our live stream. So we hope to have that ready for you for the Thursday NBA slate. So stay tuned yeah. for that. But in the meantime, just the classic old YouTube uh, recording here. So we'll get it posted for you so you can listen before uh, before lock. All right, Coach, let's, let's get after it here. 11 games. Let's start with Houston and Indiana. Um, so... Harden and Wall, uh, that, that's the big question here. We got right. a little bit of a potential bump in usage with Ben McLemore out and Dan, Daniel House out. So, you know, with Gordon, Harden, and Wall, those are the three guys I'm looking at. And then Christian Wood is questionable. So right. if he's out last minute, then all of a sudden DeMarcus Cousins becomes very important. Uh, no big news on the uh, Indiana side in terms of injuries. So what do you think about game one here? Well, I mean, we, we really need that news on Wood. I mean, that that becomes, I really think if Wood's out, I mean, Cousins becomes a very, very strong play for me just because, you know, he got tossed out of that last game. He's rested. He's ready to go. This is a good matchup for him, and he'll get a boatload of minutes, probably all he can eat pretty much with Wood, you know, if Wood's out. If Wood's in, you know, it, it certainly changes the dynamics uh, a bit there. And, you know, at that point, you know, you can consider a wall or harden if you want to pay up. Um, you know, uh, with with so many choices today, though, you know, you can be a little bit pickier and get a little bit better value uh, with some of the guys. But, you know, if uh, for me, I you know, we'll again, stay with us on Discord and on Twitter because we'll be following this right up until lock. But um, if Wood's out, I'm uh, really considering Cousins. Um, and uh, if not, then, you know, probably take a look at the, the Waller-Harden play. I don't think you really need to go deeper than that at this point. I know Eric Gordon's coming off uh, a good game and, and such. But, um, you know, again, Indiana's a decent defensive team. They're, you know, their pace is a little slower. And uh, this isn't really the most conducive game for Houston. But uh, if they are shorthanded at the big, then you've got to consider it without question. And I'll just jump right into Indiana and then let you uh, surmise the whole game. You know, I'm a monster Sabonis guy. He's just playing such great basketball right now. And even if Wood's not 100 percent they're you know, and they're going to try to guard Sabonis with Tucker and different, you know, setups like that. I think Sabonis is one of my favorite buy-ups. I know he's extremely expensive, but I like the pace of play. Uh, although Houston, you know, with Wall out there, it just changes every game with them, but they will uh, probably push it a bit. I think Sabonis is, is majorly in play. 
as well as Malcolm Brogdon. He has been so efficient and strong uh, as a player. Again, his price has gone up some, but you know those are the two guys that I'm zoning in on on Indiana. I'd love to go if I'm hoping Woods out because I'd love to come out of this game with Brogdon, Sabonis, and Cousins if possible. Yeah, that that would make sense. I agree with you. Cousins is in play if Wood is out. You got to ignore the fantasy point average because of that ejection in the last game. Sure. I did notice with Wall and Harden in that game, I was really surprised. There were a lot of possessions where Wall was handling the ball, not even looking at Harden. So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not going to pay eleven thousand for Harden right now with Wall in there. And I do like Wall's price on DraftKings at only seventy four hundred. So that's in play for me. On the Indiana side, I'm with you. Sabonis, I think this is a strong game for him. He's cheaper on FanDuel, which is nice. And Brogdon can certainly get in the paint and get a lot of damage done, just like Luka, who went off against them in the last game. So those are the guys I'm looking at. Oladipo would be a GPP play for me. Game two, we've got Cleveland and Orlando. Another 7 o'clock tip here. And big injury news continues with Cleveland. Garland is out. Porter Jr. Dante Exum now out. Delavadova, uh, Love is still out. The one guy who's coming back tonight is uh, Okoro. So that should uh, impact Chetty Osman. He had a really nice game last time out, 18-7-7. He was on our clipboard at 5,000. But a uh, little bit different story with Okoro in there. And this is a rematch of um, Monday. Orlando won that one easily, 103-83. And that's really what we would probably expect in terms of a, a score in, in a game like this. Both teams are top 10 in defensive efficiency, so I'm really not excited about this game. Right. I will say on the Orlando side, you know, we do have news there as well, as Evan Fournier is questionable. He's been out, and James Ennis is now back in. So that takes away a lot of the value. Uh, Terrence Ross has been attractive, but he's a little pricey now if both of those guys are playing. Michael Carter-Williams is out, uh, so it kind of balances out in terms of the the wings and the guards. You know, so it, in terms of an actual play, for me, it's probably only uh, Aaron Gordon, who's right on that price where it's a possibility due to his limited minutes. He did play 28 minutes last game, nice double-double, so he could make the lineup. Vucevic, is, I think, is a nice cash uh, play. Uh, he's still in the 8K range, so I think you could look at that, but... Not much here for me. How about you? Well, it's definitely not a conducive game. The total, the defensive numbers, et cetera, et cetera. You know, definitely a game to steer from. I really like one particular player in this game that I'm strongly considering, and that's Colin Sexton. Just from a usage standpoint with all of these guys out, I just think he stands out, you know, like a sore thumb. Um and it's just a guy that, you know, you, you've got to consider his price is fair enough. He's going to get up a lot of shots. You know, it's Cleveland's been a weird team this year. They all of a sudden decided they're going to play JaVale McGee a lot uh, as in sort of split time with Drummond a lot at center, which just my sort of mind bending. But, you know, that no way I'm paying up for Drummond if, if McGee's going to soak some of that time. Uh uh, Chetty Osman, yes, he was a great play last time. To me, he just gets blown right out of the water with Okoro back because he's going to lose half of that usage. I mean, literally just gets slashed in half. And then after that, they're just all of their guards are hurt. And even from the defensive side, 
you know, we tried to sort of push in some Orlando guards last time to take advantage of that Cleveland backcourt. But, you know, I, I may have mentioned it on, on that last show, too. That you really don't have to do that because it's a different scenario with Cleveland's backcourt. The, the basis of, of stacking against the Cleveland backcourt was based on the, the terrible defensive efficiency from the three-headed guards they had of, of Garland, Porter, and Sexton, and two of those guys are out. So it's a different scenario uh, completely. So <clears throat> other than than Sexton on, on that side of the ball, I really don't have any interest. And because of the pace of the game, the potential of a blowout, the potential of just you know low possessions, I just don't want to pay up for Gordon and Vuk when you have 22 teams on the board. So, uh, you know, Markel Fultz is a bit tempting, but, you know, Cole Anthony's taken a bigger role. Terrence Ross has been somewhat hot lately. And, you know, Fultz would be the guy if, you know, uh, you're looking for a sneaky play that could put up really solid 7X, maybe even 8X number. But after that, I think this game is, is not one to focus on. Okay. Game three, Coach, the Wizards and Philadelphia. This is the first game on the slate that has a total over 230 on right. BetUS, our, our presenting sponsor. There are three on the slate. This one's at 232.5, Philly favored by 6.5. But Philly, no, number one defensive team in the yeah. league in terms of efficiency. So will you have any exposure to this one? You know, this is a really interesting game. I'll tell you what, Philly's defense, and, and we talked about this early and predicted it early because, you know, with Simmons back, you know, he's a potential first-team all-defensive player. Adding Danny Green, like we said, you know, that hurt L.A., but his perimeter defense is still, you know, very high level. Tobias Harris, uh, they showed his statistics, uh, you know, his true numbers, Offense, defense, he's really playing ball this year. Fantastic. I think Embiid, other than Anthony Davis, is uh, one of the two best defensive centers in the league. So, you know, do you want to focus on teams against Philly uh, from, because of the defensive side? And, you know, it, it makes it tough. Uh, but I think that if you, if you want to use both sides of this game, which it is a, a nice over-under total, Washington's going to give Philly a lot more possessions, and that's tempting to me. Uh, right now, I have, uh, and, and I know it may not be popular because of the pricing, but I, I've still considered Joel Embiid as a really strong play here. I think the extra possessions, his dominance inside, you know, this is one of those, you know, I think like 26-16 kind of games with some blocks and steals and you know uh again it's hard to pay up when you have this many options and but i i think Embiid has to be in consideration tobias harris's uh salary is a little higher than i'd like but he certainly has been paying his number um and on the washington side of the ball uh you know again philly's defense is locked down i'm not going to go inside with with any of their their bigs um, but, you know, do you consider Bradley Beal or Russell Westbrook in, in this scenario? You know, that's that's the question. And how much did they take away from each other enough, you know, to 
to hurt that pay up price. So as much as I like Beal, I like Westbrook, uh, and I like the total of this game, I, I just don't think I feel confident enough that, you know, Westbrook is going to outscore Beal or vice versa in this scenario. So uh, even though I'd like to have more exposure here, I haven't figured out financially how to squeeze some of these guys in there. But as of right now, my takeaway from this game is is Joel Embiid, and I'm going to try to make him work as my pay-up big tonight. Yeah, that makes sense to me. He was great against these guys in the first game of the regular season. Right. Uh, you got to figure he's only better now in terms of stronger, better conditioning. I agree, Tobias Harris playing well. is I like it when he's in the 7K range, so he's in play for me. And I'm with you with Westbrook and Beal. Um just don't think I'm going to go there probably against this tough defense, even though Westbrook had a triple-double against them. And it's it's a bit of a conflict in my mind because Washington's coming in with three days rest. And you get Westbrook on three days rest, you feel pretty good about it. But on this big slate with all these stars, I probably won't go there. Keep in mind, one GPP option could be Davis Bertans. He's in that 4600 price range on FanDuel. Um, you know, it's risky because he's so dependent on those three-pointers. But wouldn't surprise me if a guy like that uh, is uh, important on this slate in this game. All right, Coach, game four, we've got Charlotte and Atlanta. And this is another one of the totals over 230. It's at 232. Atlanta favored by six at home. Atlanta, the number two offensive efficiency team in the NBA this year. Charlotte, surprisingly, has a top 10 pace. And so yes. that's a couple of the variables that lead to that high total. So I am interested in this game. On the Atlanta side, I like how Trey Young played 40 minutes. Their last game out had one of his big games, 31 points, 14 assists. And I like how he's cheaper on FanDuel today at only 9,400. So you could go there. Uh, Bogdanovich is probable. So keep that in mind if you're considering anybody else on the wing for Atlanta. I kind of like Kevin Herter's price at 4,500 on both sites. On the Charlotte side, you know, LaMelo has been really trending up. He got 30 minutes last game, almost had a triple-double. Yeah. But now he's getting finally priced up with the other guards. So uh, I would probably only consider him on DraftKings at 6000 And then Gordon Hayward is the other guy who I think should do well in this type of game. I like that he's in the 7K range. I could go with him. How about you? I like this game. I, I think this is a, a really nice game to target. Uh, like you said, one of the biggest surprises – in the pace uh, this year is how Charlotte has really turned up the the numbers. I mean, they've decided they're going to run, and I and I think Lamelo has a lot to do with that. You know, and their guards are fresher. You know, with Graham, Rozier, and Ball, those guys can play, and nobody's nobody's having to absorb you know some of those 44 minute games like Devonte Graham did last year. Uh, Rogier certainly stepped up to the plate feeling the heat, I think, of, of LaMelo Ball there as well. Uh, you know, I, I'm i not going to go with Ball. I think his price now is out of that range of super uh, value play. And so that eliminates him. But I like both Graham and Rogier. I can consider either one or both of them. I think uh, they're playing great. Atlanta's backcourt is not uh, world beaters defensively by any stretch of the imagination. And I'm with you. I also like Gordon Hayward here. I don't like the bigs. I think Atlanta's, you know, got that covered with with Capella and Collins and everybody. But, you know, I, I would 
easily come out of this game with a combination of two of the three guys of Graham Rozier and Hayward. I, you know, I mentioned multiple times early on that I thought Hayward, you were going to see a, a monster increase in his usage, and he is getting a monster increase. So he's he's a key guy. He's their go-to guy. I think they can keep this game close enough, and the pace can be there. There could be somewhat of a good old-fashioned shootout, and uh, and that I'm very interested in. I do have two plays on the Atlanta side for value, and we've got to, you know, I mean, every, anybody could say, Take Trey Young, take this. I mean, you can't take the most expensive guy on every team uh, unless you know, you know, of we, something we can do without salary. But, um, you know, Trey, tremendously tempting here. But again, you know, you can't you can't play all the top guys. But I do like both guys a lot that are the cheaper guys, Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter. They're both getting good minutes. They both can shoot. They both can rebound. They have size. So you can get value out of them. It's not hard for them at all to get 5-6x, 7x in a game like this that the tempo is going to be up. And if Bogdanovich sits, you know, Herder will play some minutes, but you're going to get a lot of run from Reddish and Hunter at that 2-3 spot. So I love those guys. Uh, Not going to pay up for Collins and Capella uh, today with, with all of the different options. But, you know, I, I see myself coming out of this game 2v2 and, and this being probably the most key game for me on the slate. Excellent. All right. Next game is another 7.30 tip. It's a rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals last year, Boston and Miami. We certainly broke this matchup down quite a bit back in the summer in, in the bubble, had a lot of fun with that. And so now they meet up again in South Beach, Big uh, injury news here, Coach, before you break this game down. Marcus Smart and Jeff Teague, both questionable for Boston. So we might have another Peyton Pritchard opportunity. So uh, with that unknown, how do you look at this game? Well, I mean, Pritchard, when he's in there, I mean, he's a a points-per-minute guy. I mean, I know he's a little dude in the whole nine yards, but he gets those threes up. He he finds the open guys. Just one of those – Guys, as a coach, you love because he just has a nose for the ball. He makes the right play. He's in the right spot. Uh, really, I, you know, I was stunned when they took him in the first round, to be honest with you, with all the, the point guards that they have. But, you know, there it goes to show you. Look how he's paying off with some minutes. So for value, certainly has to continue to be uh, in play. You know, the, the only thing you can talk about with Boston and and we can talk about this every night. We'll all have the same discussion every night until something changes. They run everything, like 96% of what they do through Tatum or Brown. And that's where it starts and ends. And really everybody else is somewhat of a mixture. Even if they're at full strength and have Smart and Teague and et cetera, they're still just totally dominated by Tatum and Brown from everything that they do out on the court, which brings those guys into play. I mean, how can you not consider those two guys or one of the two uh, on any given night uh, in in any matchup? Now, Miami's a tough matchup at Miami, good defensive team. I get it. And, you know, I'm not going to roll the dice with both of them. But you certainly have to consider one of the two. Tatum is a little crazy price-wise. So, you know, Brown may be the option here. But there's just – Enough, you know, everybody else is splitting minutes like crazy. Ojale Williams, 
you know, Tice, everybody's getting minutes, and that's a death sentence for DFS, but it none of them are really doing anything from a usage standpoint. It's still all falling on Brown and Tatum's back. So even though Miami's a good defensive team, uh, I think you need to look at and consider uh, the two studs from Boston. You certainly can't afford both of them, but you have to consider them. Uh, you know, on the Miami side, it's been interesting lately. You know, you're getting a rotation of, of some good games from different guys. Uh, and th- those guys basically being Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Goran Dragic, and Bam Adebayo. Those, to me, are the four guys you have to look at uh, and see financially where you can fit those guys in. I still think Hero's priced right. Uh, Dragic, who's coming off the bench, uh, again, has been priced uh, fairly and can have a very, you know, big blow up, blow up game, especially if Smart doesn't play and they're shorthanded defensively in the backcourt. Um, certainly going to watch that news because Hero and Dragic, one of the two of them are in play for me, uh, 100% if Smart sits and are still uh, considering them from there. You know, if you're trying to squeeze in salary and you want to you know you want to give Duncan Robinson a shot again like you said you know earlier with a guy he's got to make his threes you know like Breton's the same thing you he but he can make seven threes you know with his eyes closed so you know he's a guy that certainly can pay off salary at at a very uh a decent price now you know the fact that I'm leaning to Embiid is probably going to eliminate Bam for me but I think this is a really good spot for him. I love him in this matchup. I think, you know, this he's shown that he can really make some noise against Boston. So, you know, for lineup two or, you know, another option, if I can't squeeze the Embiid money in there, uh, Bam would be very closely ranked behind him. Yeah, I hear you on that. Um, Hero for me is is certainly the guy in Miami I'm most interested in, especially on Fanduel where he's only 5400. The one note is he's now a shooting guard. You remember yeah, they for, moved, that small forward thing made absolutely no sense. That was strange, but uh, <laughs> different situation now, so keep that in mind. I also want to mention Olinick on the Miami side. He was on our clipboard the other day when he went for 19 he's and one eight. One of your all-time faves. He's got it. Yeah. <laughs> I like Olinick uh, and going up against uh, his former team here. Unfortunately, he's priced up a little bit, but still in play for me um, well, on the I, Boston just, side. One thing, just not to interrupt you, I that last game, by the way, they've been playing Precious Achua a lot, and boy, he had a bad game. He looked like somebody that needed to be in the G League. He was out of position, out of everything. So I like, I agree with you from the eye, eyeballs of it. I think Olenek will get more of those minutes back from Achua. Yeah, and the interesting thing is Olenek started the last game. We'll see if he starts tonight. He also did a lot of his damage on three-pointers, so it's not locked in that he's, he's going to hit value. But, yeah, you, you like him when he's hot and he's getting minutes. On the Boston side, I'll go back to Peyton Pritchard. He gave us 10x return in that last game against Toronto. He did. Uh, he's tremendous. And that was off the bench when when everybody was saying, bench him, bench him. Right, right. We stuck starting. with him. Yep. Yeah. So I'll go back to him again if those guys are out. And then Tatum for me, I uh, like his price is still in the 9K range, but it's gone down a tick. And look at the last three games, his He's field goal attempts, 24, 22, and 19. And that gave him 40 actual points against Toronto last time out. So 
I'm ready to no defensive slouch, by the way. That's right. That's right. So uh, Tatum is in play for me. All right. The other 730 tip off is Utah against New York in the Big Apple. Uh, This is a lower total game of 214. Utah coming off that embarrassing loss to Brooklyn in the front end of the back-to-back last night. They got I told smoked. you I didn't feel the jazz. Everybody didn't was feel the jazziness. Why wasn't I feeling jazzy? By, by 34 against Kyrie and the bench guys. They, should, they were playing the blues, not the jazz is what they were playing. Yeah, so <laughs> they get to try the other side of New York here. I, I like their chances better uh, to, to wake up. None of their guys played more than 30 minutes. So they should be fine. I like Conley here. If you want to play somebody from Utah, we've seen guards do well against the New York backcourt. Um, not sure I'd go anywhere else, though, because this should be a slower-paced game. Uh, on the New York side, plenty of moving parts. We've got Alec Burks and Neela Kina out. Reggie Bullock, questionable. Kevin Knox and Dennis Smith Jr., probable. You know, these guys aren't huge impacts on usage but wanted to note that what i'm looking at here are potentially a couple nicks because on FanDuel they're priced really well alfred payton's only 5300 rj barrett is 6500 he's had some massive games lately at that price and then of course randall but he's unfortunately over 9k on both sites so not quite as excited about him as i as i usually am but i could definitely play payton and or rj barrett how about you you know, I, I'll be brief since we have so many games today. I, I just don't like this game. I, You know, I, Tibbs is up to his old stuff. He's playing guys a billion minutes. I mean, there are games where, you know, Randall and, and uh, Barrett and such are getting 40 minutes. So, you know, that's always makes it tempting. It's just I can't imagine Utah is going to come out back-to-back nights and just completely lay an egg like that. I think they'll, uh, you know, I, I respect Snyder. I think uh, – He'll at least get him to come out and show some effort. But the total here, the pace, you know, Gobert's defense inside, Mitch Robb's defense inside, protecting the rim. I just I just hate this game, and I'm going to steer clear of it. All right, well, let's turn to the 8 o'clock games then. Detroit-Milwaukee, and this is another rematch uh, from Monday. Milwaukee won it by 10. You liked Giannis in that one, and he was terrific. Will you pay up for him again here? No, no, I, you know, with, with all these guys and, and, you know, the builds, I don't think it's wise to pay up for more than one guy in the big money. And like I said, Joel's sort of my guy tonight. Uh, so, you know, I, I just, I can't, as much as Giannis is awesome, as much as I think he could crush in this game again, I, it's just, you know, it, it makes it very difficult to build out and, and not, you know, unless there's a guy or two at the very end that value opens up, you know, where you can go there. But you got to be careful. I mean, you know, a couple of nights ago, I had a ton of the Giannis night. I had a bunch of guys like him that went berserk, but I had two guys that just, you know, single digits and you're dead. So, you you, you know, you can't always go, you know, stars and scrubs and expect the scrubs to always pay value and and that you know that can sink you so uh i just i don't want to put myself in that type of scenario here i think there's some good plays from this game i think there's certainly some some guys you could dial up uh my fear is as opposed to the way i felt the other night i i don't think this game will stay as tight as the other one did 
I think I feel more comfortable that this could be the blowout where all the key guys sit the fourth quarter. Uh, the the way it's set up the two days ago uh, was different than this. I think this uh, this has a little bit more of a, a blowout feel to it. And uh, for that, I'm going to pass. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to pass the Milwaukee side. Dante DiVincenzo is a nice price on FanDuel as a shooting guard at 4800 but you pay up a little bit to get Hero. So I don't know if I'll go there. On the Detroit side, I should have mentioned the injury news. Killian Hayes is out. So, right. you know, there's going to be some interest in, in Derrick Rose, maybe even DeLon Wright. But their prices aren't, you know, anything special in terms of value. And, and DeLon Wright, his usage, his minutes have been inconsistent. So it's pretty risky. And then you've got Blake Griffin coming back into, into the lineup. He didn't play in that last game for rest. So he takes away a little bit from, from Grant. Josh Jackson's questionable, so it's just a lot up in the air, and it's it's Milwaukee. They're they're strong at defense again, no surprise. It could you know it is a faster pace here, so somebody from Detroit could certainly pay off. But right now, you know, not knowing if Josh Jackson's going to start, uh, you know, will will Derrick Rose start? I'm not ready to commit to anybody. But uh, stay tuned with us for any final decisions on that game. And D Next Rose, game, I will say though, D Rose you got to consider just on the fact that, you know, uh, he really has split the games with Killian Hayes. So the fact that Hayes is already ruled out, you know, if you're going to dial up D Rose, I still don't think his price is that great though. And that's the part that bothers me, but he's dangerous tonight. There's no doubt. He is dangerous. Yep. All right. The next one, not much dangerous uh, in a game with OKC, certainly not high scoring, we're not worried about that. The total is 213 and a half as they play the Pelicans. And, you know, this is a, a rematch. Recently, New Orleans uh, beat OKC 113 to 80. So they didn't even combine for 200 points. New Orleans won it easily. And let's, again, remind everybody, with the Pelicans, different team this year, Coach Van Gundy, they are strong defensively now, number five on the season. They're a much slower pace. They're 26th. And they haven't really clicked offensively yet in terms of efficiency. They're only 23. So I'm not really excited about this game at all in general. There are a couple prices I kind of like, though. Bledsoe is still cheap on FanDuel at 5300 Ball is a fair price. You know, He almost triple-doubled against these guys. Yeah. Uh, the only news on the OKC side is that Pokashevsky's out. So you might get a little bit more minutes and usage for Isaiah Roby, who had one good game earlier when he got some some minutes but you know I, only on DraftKings maybe in a GPP but I don't think I'll go there so this is likely a, a pass game for me maybe Bledsoe on FanDuel well you, you know my stance in Thunder games this year very very seldom am I going to have exposure to their games I think every single game you know has the potential to go under the total just because of their pace and really their dependence on just one person being Shea, who's chucking and ducking like a madman out there, uh, but, you know, doesn't always make everything, that's for sure. And and also the potential of them always getting blown out. I think they are 10 to 12 points the worst team in the league. And I just don't, you know, I don't know how you feel comfortable on any given night feeling you're going to get a, a good hard push of big minutes in 
Why spend up for an Ingram or Zion or even Ball in this scenario when, you know, you could be getting limited minutes in a blowout in a low scoring game? So I'm not going to pay up here. I, I'm not comfortable with it. And really on the Thunder side, man, I, it's just they're, they're atrocious. And uh, so I, I, only time I'll look at Thunder games or if it's a two, three, four game slate and you, you're, you know, you're looking to fill some some squares in, but uh, no interest for me here whatsoever. Agreed. All right, the next game is a nine o'clock tip between Toronto and Phoenix, and this game has a lot of exciting star players, but total is two nineteen and a half. Uh, both teams top ten in defensive efficiency. Talk to me about this one. You know. I like this game. I, I, you know, I know the number's low, so but I do feel you can roster some guys uh, on the cheap here and and feel pretty good about it. I think, you know, I one guy that is a sneaky play, GPP play most mostly, but you got to talk about it is Aaron Baines didn't exactly feel like he got, you know, the the big end of the stick, if you will. I don't even know what that means for Phoenix <laughs> this, for last year. I think he got the short end of the stick, I guess right. is what I'm there trying to say. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I think he'll have a little extra motivation in this game. And, you know, uh, he's he's dirt cheap. So just somebody to keep in mind. You know, uh, Siakam, I think, uh, is a, a playable entity in this game just because he's he is playing uh, at a higher level, playing better. Uh, you know, Lowry and Van Vliet are expensive. That's the only problem. Uh, and Chris Paul can D it up. So I'm, I'm not going to go there. But, you know, I, I wouldn't fault you if, if you wanted to play uh, one of those guys. You know, uh, Toronto got uh, torn up uh, from, like we, we said earlier, uh, on the defensive side the last game, which was unusual. So I, I don't expect Nurse to come out and, you know, uh, allow them to, to to lay another huge defensive egg here. So I'm not going to pay up for Booker or Aiton. Uh, I think you can consider uh, a Mikhail Bridges or even a Chris Paul from a price standpoint. I think that, uh, you know, they're good fill-in guys for a game that is going to probably go pretty under-owned, but, you know, should have a decent enough pace and strong enough players that it can be, a competitive game. So I'm, I would say, don't be afraid to roster a guy or two from this game. Uh, and you know, don't let that number, uh, intimidate you. Okay. Yeah. For me, uh, I'm just not thrilled about it. Uh, you could go to Fred Van Vliet. That's probably the one Raptor I might play on the Phoenix side. I just don't like the split usage with Paul and Booker and Aiton. Uh, so, and their prices are, you know, they're getting there. But they're not at a part at a point yet where I'm excited to play any of them with any amount of confidence. So this game is probably going to be a pass for me. The next game, uh, we finish with some strength here in terms of potential high scoring situations. We've got the Clippers and Golden State tipping off at 10 Eastern. And the Clippers are coming in off the back to back close loss to San Antonio where Kawhi missed that three to tie. Uh, yeah. The total here is 230. Clippers only favored by one and a half, which I find quite strange. Uh, I would have thought they'd be favored by more than that. Well, that that has to mean that George or Kawhi or both are so, sitting. Something's... Well, I was just I was just checking, and 
you know, Paul George has been questionable. And so he is still questionable as we record this. Kawhi, there was talk that he might rest since it is a back-to-back, but apparently he's not on the injury report right now. So it looks like they're both going to play. That's, uh, that line seems out of whack then. I think it's both, out of if whack. If they both play, I can't imagine that that's the number. I agree. So we're certainly going to have to follow that. Unfortunately, it's a 10 o'clock tip, so we're not going to have that news probably before the slate starts. I'll tell you, though, it's safe, Andrew. You know, if if you want exposure to this game, which I think is very wise choice, it's a big number, you know, don't be afraid to use that flex spot and roster one of these guys, Kawhi or Paul George or whatever, you know, spend the money, have the spot locked down, you know, don't, you know, set yourself so you can only switch in one position. But if you leave your options open there, you can get a really good late swap switch that can make a massive difference because let's face it, if George or Kawhi sit, the other one is somebody you probably should play. So, you know, and I can't imagine they're both playing. That's just my gut feeling at this time, but it's a great, if you're going to use that late swap and you haven't done it, this is a perfect spot to do it. I agree. You could play one of them or use somebody from the other game, Chicago, Sacramento, exactly. that we'll talk about. A lot of good payoff right. options there, or at least a couple. So I agree with you there. If one of them does sit, I like Luke Kennard's price, and he just played 38 minutes last night. I, so I'll tell you, man, he was an under-the-radar pickup for them, and he can score. He can. So he's finally you know, getting involved and, you know, here's an, here's a, a value option on this slate. It's, it's been tricky to find one, but he's in the mix for me as well as Batum who just keeps cruising along 36 minutes last night, almost had a double double and he's only 4,400 on FanDuel. So Batum is still in play for me on the Golden State side. Steph followed up that 62 point performance with almost a triple double 39 and eight. Um, don't know if I'll go there around 10,000. The guy I like a little bit more on Golden State is actually Kelly Oubre. I love him. I, I don't sleep on Oubre, man, nope. because his stat, we talked about this, I think, prior to the slate the other day. His numbers, DFS-wise, have been decent, and he shot the ball like absolute garbage. So once that starts equaling itself out, he is a great value play at that number. I really like Oubre tonight. Yeah, I mean, I was watching a couple games ago, and he finally made a three. The bench went berserk, <laughs> and so he got that monkey off his back. And then last game, he went four for six on three-pointers. Yeah. So I, I like his potential here, and he's only 5,300 on FanDuel, 55 on DraftKings. Great uh, GPP option, in, in my opinion. I agree. Any, anything else from this game for you? Well, I mean, Wiseman, at his price, you know, again, centers, he only can take so many, but— and I know he's, you know, splitting some time and stuff. But, man, that dude can put up some fantasy points quickly. And if you notice, in blowout games, he's the only key guy that still gets the extra minutes because they want to get him the experience. So you can actually get some free five, six, seven uh, mop-up minutes from Wiseman as well. Excellent. All right, Coach, one game to go. I'll let you break it down. It's Chicago against Sacramento. Another 10 o'clock tip. Total just under 230 at 229 and a half. Uh, Chicago coming in after a nice win against Portland last night, 111 to 108. So um, the only really 
relevant piece of injury news here that I'm saying is that Halliburton is questionable for Sacramento, so he might come back into the mix. Yeah. But uh, high total late game here. I'd like to get a little exposure to this one. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's very viable uh, choice. Uh, neither one of these teams is burning it up on the defensive side and both played a, a decent enough pace. Uh, you know, for me, this is one of those scenarios where you've got two guys again that deserve looked at every night, and that's Kobe White and Zach Levine. They both got it done last night. Kobe was terrific uh, through most of the game. Uh, Levine turned it up towards the end, but I think they're both in play uh, against a, you know, just very average defensive backcourt from Sacramento. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to go on this big of a slate with both of them, but I think you, you know, you can pick your choice there depending financially, you know, and positionality wise who you can afford. But I like the fact of having either Kobe White or Zach Levine uh, in that late game. I think that's a, a really good comfort choice uh, for either one of them. I, I don't want the, the mixture right now at the bigs. I know Carter did decent, but Gafford's getting minutes. And, you know, uh, Porter has really stepped up at times. Young's starting to get back in the mix. So I don't quite feel like those guys are deserving a spot on this big of a, a, a slate. But I do love the, the Kobe-Levine combo, and I think that they're both very playable. Uh, you know, you've got on the other side with, with Sacramento, it's very bizarre um, because there's certainly, you know, everybody's heard about, you know, Fox and Bagley's dads are saying they want traded and all this social media baloney and noise. But it's a distraction and it's a pain in the neck. And I'm sure that, you know, they're not enjoying that. Again, I don't think Walton ever does a good job. Uh, with his teams. He just, his teams always, guys are mad at each other. There's just not continuity. He he coaches that old style where he wants to try to pit the, you know, uh, guys against guys. And it just doesn't make any sense. I don't like his style and I just don't like where this team's at. Now, Fox is extremely expensive. Uh, you know, I played him last time. He just never seems to just absolutely crunch his number. I mean, he can, it seems like you're always chewing your nails for him to get, just get to value at five or six X. So that scares me a little. Yes, this is a, a great matchup for him. Uh, it doesn't get much better, but uh, I don't know if I want to go there from the price side. The guy that I think is, is, is most dangerous and another fair price guy, although he's a little higher than I'd like is Rashawn Holmes. I mean, White, I think Sacramento sort of realized that Whiteside somewhat stinks. And, you know, Holmes is the more reliable guy that's getting, uh, I think, the majority of those DFS points in crunch time minutes. So he becomes an option. If you're trying to fit that last spot and you're financially trying to squeeze somebody in, I mean, you know, Barnes is getting the minutes. He's getting the usage. And, you know, that's worth at least an eyeball on it. Um, haven't felt great about Heal to this point. He's had some stretches where he's hot, but he also has stretches where he just completely disappears. And if Hal Burton's back in the mix, then I'm not interested. Excellent. So for me, I see the attraction to Holmes. I'm a little more interested in Fox than you, but I am thinking more about cash. Uh, it's 7,800 on FanDuel. 
I like that price with this matchup and the pace. Yeah. Uh, Chicago number two in pace. Sacramento above average as well. Both yeah. teams. Both teams below average defensively. And then those guards are in play for me with Chicago. And Otto Porter, still a decent price on Fandle. He is getting priced up, uh, but you could consider him there. And I, I am going to get probably at least one guy from this game because I think this is a, a chance to be pretty high scoring. So uh, fun slate here. Uh, before we wrap up, Coach, and uh, you t- you can take us out tonight since you've got the, the record button. But just want to invite folks, uh, if you want to grab our lineups, uh, you can do that as a member. Two ways to do that. If you want to take advantage of that amazing offer from BetUS, sign up on betus.com.pa. Uh, promo code COACHTALK, all one word, 149. Uh, and then let us know on Twitter that you've done that. You can find us at DFS Coach Talk. Then we'll send you an email, get you into our Discord. That's where we give out the lineups 30 minutes before lock. Our full FanDuel hybrid lineups, a GPP lineup the DraftKings Coaches Clipboard, and then a full Yahoo lineup. If you're not interested in sports betting, still pay that $149 on our website, dfscoachtalk.com. Jump in with us. You're going to be a member all the way until April 1st. Get our lineups every slate and every sport. We cover every NFL slate, every PGA tournament, and we've got MLB once that uh, starts up as well. So any questions, again, on Twitter, check us out at dfscoachtalk. You can find the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. You can find me at Language Olympic. Coach, I'll let you wrap it up. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Again, you know, a big announcement for us is we are going to start going uh, live stream tomorrow uh, afternoon. So we expect to get that up and kicked off. The live stream will be on there. We, We encourage you to join in on YouTube. Check us out. You can ask questions during uh, the uh, the live stream itself. A lot more interactive. We'll have uh, the player news uh, more up to date as we're closer, uh, you know, to lock time. And then uh, as soon as we're done with the live stream, it will immediately post just like these uh, podcasts post. Uh, so you can still watch it, uh, you know, recorded. If, if that's what you prefer before lock. But, you know, just one other thing I wanted to mention, you know, you, you get hot, you get cold at times, and it's it's a definite marathon, not a sprint. We've got a long, long six-year record of being extremely successful. And when we get hot, you want to be on board. So I feel a hot streak coming. I think we've got our arms around things well. I think the live stream piece is going to be a nice added uh, piece for letting everybody get more involved and then uh, you know we just encourage you if you're watching on YouTube hit the thumbs up definitely subscribe and then uh, you know hit that little alarm button so that you get an alert every time we're going live it'll tell you we're going live we Andrew and I both did a couple little sample ones Andrews I want to keep it up because I thought it was funny but okay. he wouldn't let me and uh but we got the so you know definitely follow us up on that tomorrow and you know again you know if you want to catch it live do that if not then you can still uh, tune in YouTube and check it out. We'll also be uploading everything to all of our places where you can uh, get all of the audio, whether it's Spotify, you know, uh, iHeart, Podbean, we're we're everywhere. So check that out as well. We really appreciate it dfscoachdoc.com and you know we'd love to have you join the family uh again that 149 deal 
through BetUS or just through us that goes all the way through to April 1st is, is really our best deal of the year. So take advantage of that still while you can. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, hopefully coming to you live tomorrow and uh, taking it from there. So great job today, Andrew. Um, we really appreciate everybody listening in. And uh, we will join you again tomorrow live as we look to crush it in NBA DFS.